right. Well, good evening. Good to see everyone out this evening. Hope and pray that you've had a good day. And uh, we're going to go to the Lord and see what he has for us this evening. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we do ask for your presence to be in our presence this evening. Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, give us exactly what we need to hear tonight. We'll give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you would, grab a hymnal, turn to page number 350. Page number 350. Are you washed in the blood?
stand and welcome one another to the services. Well, I think it'd be fitting to say, thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's sing that song, thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving I, I, uh, 
I just praise his name for all that he's done and all that he's doing in our lives. Even during uh, trying weeks, uh, God is still good. Amen. And uh, I do appreciate you being here tonight. I hope that you've already been blessed for being in the Lord's house. And I, I, I say this often, but uh, Wednesday night service is that kind of gives you that uh, extra jolt, if you will, uh, to get, uh, get us through through the rest of the week. At the end of the service, we're going to have Brother Kirk's got a missionary letter for us tonight and going to read that at the end of the service and, after our, and then we'll go into our prayer time as corporate prayer. I felt led to pull away from our uh, series on David for uh, I'll, just for a couple weeks and kind of do some things on Thanksgiving and, and some upcoming uh, holiday things and the Lord's been dealing with my heart about. But I, ask you, I want to ask you a question. What does the holiday season mean to you? I mean, from Thanksgiving to uh, New Year's, uh, what does that period of time mean to you? Think about that for a moment. For some, it means an extended vacation. Uh, you know, extend a vacation from school or work. You take a little bit of extra time during those times. Uh, for uh, many, it is a time to celebrate with family and loved ones and uh, friends and just to relax around the dinner table and to uh, just reminisce about how good, how good God has been to us. And some, it means uh, shopping time. Uh, any Black Friday shoppers in here? A couple, yeah. Cyber, Cyber Monday, yeah. Okay, I know Brother Adam's a Cyber Monday guy. Uh, but anyways, uh, it means a lot of different things to uh, different people. But I believe not just this time of the year, but all throughout the year, you hear me say that often, it should be a time that we thank God. We need to thank God all the time for He's good. And the Bible says in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. God has been so good to us, and uh, we, are, we are so fortunate to have such a loving God in our lives. And um, aside from New Year's Eve, uh, the most common time for reflection is Thanksgiving. It's the most common time. Uh, I hope that you will do that uh, on your Thanksgiving day. You'll reminisce and just thank God for uh, His goodness. We have next Tuesday, of course, will be our Pie and Testify service. And uh, that's the time that we just thank God for uh, throughout the things that he's done throughout the year. And so that'll be your time to preach, all right? There'll be no preaching there. And, uh, but anyways, uh, as we gather with friends around the dinner table and things such as that and family, it's easy to give thanks to God and, um, and tell about the things that we're most thankful for. Thanksgiving Day was, has originally been uh, a national celebration of gratitude since uh, President George Washington proclaimed it in 1789. It might surprise you to know that tradi this tradition of setting aside time to thank uh, a day that we give thanks uh, dates further back than 1789. In the 16th and 17th centuries, the Puritans observed certain special days during the week for giving thanks for all God's blessings. But long before that, the Israelites were giving thanks or giving guidelines for observing feasts of thanksgiving in the Old Testament. In Leviticus chapter number 7, that's where I'm just going to read some things to you. In verse 11 it says, And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer unto, you the, Lord, unto the Lord. If he offer it 
uh, for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil and cakes mingled with oil and fine flour fried. Sounds good. Uh, besides the cakes, he, he shall offer for his offering leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. And of it he shall offer one out of the whole oblation for an heave offering unto uh, the Lord. And it shall be the priests that sprinkle the blood of the peace uh, offering, and the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day that it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. Throughout God's word we see the giving of thanks is not an option for us Christians or for those that follow the Lord, it's, but it's a command. God commands us to give thanks to Him and to praise Him. The Bible says in Psalm 92 verse 1, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto His name, O Most High. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16.34, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Hebrews 13.15 By Him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. So we see throughout the scriptures, and I could give you many more scriptures where God tells us where to give thanks and to praise God for what he's done in our lives. As Christians, I think that we, we think of it most often just during Thanksgiving, but we are commanded uh, to give thanks. The title of the message tonight is, Let Us Give Thanks. Let Us Give Thanks. It's sad to say, but some Christians are afraid to publicly mention God, let alone to uh, thank Him for His many blessings in our lives. In truth, however, everything we have comes from the Lord. You realize that? Everything that we have comes from the Lord. The Bible says in James 1.17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We should never hesitate or be reluctant to give thanks and praise to God. I mean, uh, we, ought to be, we ought to go out and just praise Him for everything that happens. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. The Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. God wants to hear our every request. He wants to know what's on our hearts. But he also wants us to remember that no matter what our requests are, God has been so very good to us. Even when we don't get what we want, God is still good and deserves our praise and deserves our thanksgiving for his continual goodness in our lives. We ought to give him thanks. Why is giving thanks so important? And we're going to see three things. We're going to be in Psalm 100. This is probably one of my favorite psalms this time of the year, a song of praise and joy. But we're going to read Psalm 100. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. 
Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's pray once again. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. And Lord, we ask for you to be praised tonight. We want you to uh, have this, our, our worship tonight, and uh, have an attitude of praise and worship to you, Lord, for all that you've done. Lord, we're so unworthy of such great love, but Lord, you have extended that to us, and we are so grateful and thankful for all that you've done. Lord, I pray that as we enter not just into this holiday season, but Lord, every day of our lives, help us to be thankful for what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in our lives. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to look at three answers to that question, why is it so important to give thanks? Well, I believe giving thanks uh, is a reflection. It's a reflection. It re reflects our heart, what's in our heart. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And I believe when we, are thanks, we give thanks, notice here it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That, uh, the presence of thanksgiving is a reflection of what's going on in our hearts. The absence of thanksgiving is also a reflection of what's going on in our hearts. And I say today, just going on with just some of the things that's going on with my week today, or this week, I, I, I've noticed that uh, there's some wickedness in our hearts today. Uh, you know, I mean... Uh, the heart is desperately wicked above all things, and who can know it? And I, I say the problem with most people today is it's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. And we're unthankful. The absence of thanksgiving is a reflection of the heart just as well as uh, the presence of thanksgiving. Jesus made it very clear in the Gospel of Luke. He said this, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the, uh, the heart his mouth speaketh. Have you ever wondered why there are some people that are always hypercritical about everybody? I mean, they never have, uh, my wife calls them negative Nellies. Anybody else call them negative Nellies? She calls them negative Nellies. They, all, they never have anything good to say about people. And all they have to say, I mean, they look at the worst about everybody. And then there's other people, they are just so encouraging. I mean, they, they, you never hear them say anything evil or mean about anybody. I think of, there's a lady at Lifeline, uh, and she'd be embarrassed if I ever said anything about it. But she is one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met. She's never said anything, uh, anything negative about anybody. And I thought, man, that, what a testimony to have such a good attitude and, and such, you know, it reflects the heart of a person when you're always giving thanks and encouraging to other people. You see, the reason why people are this way, it's because of those things that are in their hearts. It's in their hearts. 
be sure what's in your heart will come out. It will come out. While others are full of encouragement, those things will come out. A heart of thanks for God has three characteristics. I want you to notice these three characteristics as a heart of joy. There's some people they're just they're a joy to be around. And I tell you, that's a that's a heart of thanksgiving. The psalmist tells us here in verse one and two, make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord with gladness. That word gladness there, I looked it up. It's a Hebrew word which means joy. It means pleasure. You know, as Christians, we ought to have joy and pleasure serving God and worshiping God and praising God. There should be joy about it. It isn't, oh, we have to go to church tonight. It's we get to go to church tonight. We have the joy. We have the privilege. We have the pleasure of getting to go to church tonight and worshiping God. That should be our hearts. It should be a heart of joy. Hey, I get to encourage my brothers and sisters in Christ and get to show love to them and encourage them through uh, the, through the things that I've had going on in this week. You know, I've had people have texted me this week that have never texted me before, just said, hey, Pastor, I'm praying for you. You know what? I needed it this week. You know, it, just, it was just, uh, just the abundance of joy that I've been seeing in some people's lives. It's, it's so encouraging to me. It's a heart of joy. Psalm 95, 2 says, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. I, I know you hear people say that all the time. You hear preachers say, make a joyful noise. And that's exactly what we do. Uh, you heard me leading the music up here. It's not a uh, good noise. Uh, it's exactly what it is. It's joyful and it's a noise. And uh, I, God did never say I had to be a good singer. He just said, make a joyful noise. And so that should encourage each one of us to sing unto the Lord. It doesn't matter who else is listening. Uh, God is listening, and that's what matters. God wants us to give thanks because when we come before Him with song, with an attitude of joy and gratitude, there are, that reflects our heart. You know, when we're singing songs, and, and I've been big on this for the last couple months, I guess since the men's retreat, and Dr. Gibbs gave that message, and he was in the time of giving his message, he was talking about singing. He says, sing as if, it, as if it was the last time you'll ever get to sing praises to God. And if we would just come with the attitude, hey, I want to sing to my king. Man, I tell you, it would change our song service a little bit. It change our attitudes. No matter what else, listen, no matter what else is going on in your life, we need to say, Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all that you've done. Even the things that's going on, God, I'm thankful. It could be worse. You know, I, I make a comment all the time about Miss, Miss Suzanne whenever she stubs her thumb or you know, she hits her thumb or she does something and, and hurts herself and she says, well, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, that's crazy. But no, that's not, we ought to be thankful in everything. Giving thanks for everything, but also I see it reflects a heart of service, a heart of service. Notice there in the verse 2 there, the first thing it says is serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. An attitude of thanksgiving is inseparable from a heart that knows the value of service to God. When we give thanks and praise, we are offering up a service to God. That's what we're doing. We're saying, God, here's my service to you. 
We're offering a heart of praise in response to the great love that he has extended to us. I was reading or some time ago, I remember um, with all the things that are going on with the taking of the knee during the national anthem, let me say, folks, I'm totally against that. Let me make it very abundantly clear. I'm totally against it. And, uh, um, but anyways, uh, uh, Tim Tebow here just a few years ago as he was playing, you know what he did? Anybody know? He took a knee before the games. And when he did, what he did for that, he had a word of prayer, giving praise to God and thanking God. Now, he was fined and was not, no longer allowed to do that. But now, all these protesters are taking a knee and they're allowed to do it. That's wrong. Okay? But anyways, going on to that, there, there was an interview on ESPN. And uh, he was asked, he says, he says, why do you feel the need to tell others about your love for Jesus so much. He said this. Now, I thought this was good. I had to look it up. He said, if you're married and you have a wife and you really love your wife, is it, not good, is it good enough to only say to your wife, I love you the day you get married? Or should you tell her every single day when you wake up and you have the opportunity? And that's how I feel about my relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the most important person in my life. So every opportunity I, got, I get to tell him I love him or I'm given an opportunity to shout out him to the, the, uh, through the TV, I'm going to take the opportunity. What a testimony. It's a heart of service. The Apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 5.14, for the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we were all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. We can't help but talk about and serve who and what we love. You think about that for a moment. What you talk about and what you serve that's what you love. So we should have a... Uh, I remember in Bible college there was a kid that preached. He said, I got a bad case of the can't help it. And uh, uh, he probably heard it from somebody else, but it was a good message. And, but anyways, we, we should have a bad case of the can't help us. I can't help but praise God. I just can't help it. There's something within me. I just can't help but praise God and give him thanks for all that he's done. When we realize the love of Christ towards us, we should be so thankful that it floods out in an attitude of worship and praise to Him and serve Him. But also I see it's a heart of praise. It's a heart of service and a heart of praise. It reflects a heart of praise. We teach our children to say thank you. We have to teach them that because it does not come naturally. Uh, they don't, you know, every time you, at Christmas time, I remember when our girls were little, at Christmas time, we'd say after every present, it didn't matter who gave the present, how big the present, if it was socks, underwear, it didn't matter. If you got a present, you go to that person, you tell them thank you. And we try to teach them that. You know, if you get something, thank you. It's not natural for us to be to say thank you. We have to teach our children. And so much that we teach our children that when they get uh, their teenagers and young adults, if they don't say thank you, we think that was rude. That was wrong. You see, it reflects a heart of praise, being thankful. We don't 
feel like serving or giving praise to the Lord, it's a reflection of our heart as well. That needs, it needs repentance and it needs adjustment because it's too full of self. You see, the attitude of a mature Christian is, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all that you've done. But then I want you to notice number two, giving thanks shows respect. It shows respect. It, it's not only reflects, but it shows respect. Notice there, look there in verse 3. It says, Know ye not, know you that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. The presence of thanksgiving is an indicator that we know and respect our Lord for who He is. You see, it's an attitude of the Christians who daily seek to become less like this selfish world and to embrace our identity. With, as his people every day. You see, we need to notice this. It shows respect that he's sovereign. See, when we give thanks to God, we acknowledge that he is sovereign, meaning that he's the supreme ruler of the world. He deserves our praise, not we ourselves. First Chronicles 29 verse 11 says, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand is it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to preach that sermon right there sometime. Because that just tells, that gives him all the praise and all the glory. Some people in our day are polytheistic and they believe in many gods. But the basis of intellectual and intellectual worship is acknowledging that all roads don't lead to the same place. See, there's only one God. And there's only one way to get to Him. You see, the Bible says, Know ye not, know ye that the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jeremiah 9, 23, again, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his, uh, his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. If there's anything that we need to celebrate, it's not ourselves. We need to celebrate Jesus Christ and Him crucified, risen, and coming again. It's the knowledge that the Lord, He is God. That brings a whole new ap uh, appreciation for thanksgiving in our hearts. It means our thanksgiving is conditioned upon who He is and how we relate to Him. It also means we have hearts full of thanksgiving, not just one day of the year, but every day of the year, because He's still God and He's still good no matter what the day is or what the day brings forth. You see, 
It's easy to be thankful at the dinner table on Thanksgiving Day. Much harder to be thankful on January 2nd when the bills come in. But we're to give thanks always and in everything. Why? Because he is sovereign. He's constant. He's always in control. But then I wanted to notice he's our creator. He's sovereign. He's our creator. The Bible says it is he that hath made us. You realize that it's God that has made us, not we ourselves. We, we aren't the ones. There's no self-made men or women in this room today. God made us. And when we give thanks to God, we show our respect for our creator and his plans for our lives. People who think that they are self-made can never acknowledge how they came to be. They will never understand that not only did God create us, but that everything we have comes from him. Folks, we need to think about that as you go into work tomorrow, as you uh, go home in your car. Think about everything you have, everything that you're able to do is because of him. And he's the one that deserves our praise. The Bible says, Remember now thy creator and the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. But I also notice he's our redeemer. God did not just make us and leave us in this world, to, uh, in this life, on our own. The Bible says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. To be called a child of God is no light thing. Some people believe that just because uh, we're born in, uh, in, into this world, that they are, I mean, that means they're children of God. Folks, that, that does not make you a child of God. No more than parking in a garage makes you a car. Folks, we got to realize that there's a, there's a vast, there's a number of people out there that think just because they're living on this earth that they're part of the family of God. They're not. They, they need to be saved. You know, one has to receive the free gift of salvation. Jesus makes this abundantly clear uh, to the Pharisees. He said this to the Pharisees. He, he said, ye are of your father, the devil. So not everybody, I don't care what anybody says, not everybody that's born into this world is going to heaven. They must be born again. See, no one is automatically a part of God's family. To be a child of God, there must be a time when you receive that free gift of salvation through faith. The Bible says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins." For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God went through great lengths to ensure we have a way of redemption, and that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. But then I want you to notice the last thing. Giving thanks is just the right response. It's just the right response. Notice there in verse 4 and 5, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth all unto all generations. Finally, when we give thanks to God, we show a proper response 
to the great love he has shown to us. It's just the right thing. We should thank God. It's the right thing to do. The verses most, uh, most, this, these verses most likely speak of the Israelites entering into the gates of Jerusalem with a spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving. That's the direct application or the, what was going on. But it, it could be applied to, uh, to our local church, I believe. When we come into the house of God, we should not be so preoccupied with the worries of the day that we barely know where we are. That we, we, we're just going through the motions. But when the Israelites, they entered into Jerusalem, he, they were saying, let us praise God. Let's sing praises unto him for his mercy endureth forever. See, the house of God represents his presence among us as a group of people we come into his presence. Now we know, I know as, as a, a New Testament Christian, the, and the Holy Spirit lives and abides in each born-again believer. But as we come in corporate together, we come together, it represents God's presence among us. And we ought to enter in with hearts and minds that are prepared to respond to the love of God. There are multiple ways that we respond to the love of God from the heart. One way is through worship, with worship. Many people think worship is as music. Uh, uh, and more specifically, they, they attribute it to a, a certain style of music, worship. Well, music is one form of worship. Okay, I want you to notice that. Music is one form of worship. But did you know that you can worship God without music? You can worship God without music. We don't, you see, you don't need music to get you in the mood to give thanks and worship God. That's where we're getting, we're getting being led today is that you have to be worked up. You have to get all worked up to sing praises. You got to sing praises and worked up and get into that, that spiritual condition that, that you're ready to worship God. Folks, we can worship God without music. See, one of the ways we worship God is by giving thanks to Him. God, I thank you. That's what we're going to do next Tuesday. It's going to be a worship service, but I doubt there will be any music. Just going to be praising God, and that's worshiping God, lifting our praise to Him. You see, in fact, thanks always, thanks always involves giving. Whether we are giving our praise, our songs, our substance, or anything else, we are to do it with worship to the Lord. Thanksgiving should be in our hearts, and it should not matter what concerns or cares have happened throughout the day. You see, some of the greatest opportunities to worship God, and get this, some of the greatest opportunities we have to worship God is during difficult times. We see this in the life of Job. Even after all, he lost, he lost his wealth, he lost his children. His wife said, won't you curse God and die? This is what he said. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Folks, that convicted me when I read that verse. 
God take everything away like that? Would I have a heart of thanks? Would I be worshiping God? Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. But you know, during those hardest times in our lives is the greatest opportunities that we can give thanks to God and to praise and worship Him. But then, no matter the situation and everything, we have something for which we can thank, praise, and worship the Lord for. Then the last thing I want you to notice, not only with worship, but also with gratitude. Psalms 100 concludes with the reason we give thanks to God. Look there, it says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. We see that God's goodness has been made available with His everlasting mercy. How could we not be thankful, folks? You know, every day when I wake up, I thank the Lord that I'm not on my way to hell. If you have nothing else to be thankful for, which I believe is a lie, but if all we had to be thankful for is that we're not on our way to hell and that Jesus Christ died for our sins, we are a great, we have been blessed beyond measure because we do not deserve the love of God. I'm talking about myself. I don't deserve the love of God. I don't deserve it, but I'm glad that I don't get what I deserve because what I deserve is I deserve to die and spend eternity in hell. I'm glad that God showed mercy upon me. We ought to be thankful. It's been said the art of thanksgiving is thanks living. Giving thanks not just on Thanksgiving, but every day of the year reflects a heart for God. It shows respect for God and it responds to the love of God. If the greatest highlight of this Thanksgiving is the food and football, you've missed the mark, folks. I challenge you to set aside some time as a family, as a Christian individual, and just thank God. But not just on Thanksgiving. May it be our prayer in the morning. Thank you, God, for your great love to me. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We give God praise and thanks not only for the things he has blessed us with, life, health, family, and friends, but also because he's our creator and has brought us into his family so that we might be joint heirs with Jesus. I think we need to be thankful because God has blessed us. If you haven't thanked the Lord today, I want you to take this opportunity from where you're at. I want you just say, thank you, Lord. I know we get busy throughout the day. I had a busy day today. But we need to thank Him every day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Thy great salvation. Thank you, Lord, for Your blessings upon me. My family and I, we're going to be singing a song, I believe, next week about thanking God. Thank you, Lord, because He is worthy 
of our praise and our thanksgiving. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, to do thank you again. Lord, you, are, you deserve our thanks. Lord, you deserve and you delight in our praise. Lord, I ask, Lord, that as we offer this worship to you, Lord, that it be a sweet-smelling Savior and Savior in your nostrils. Lord, that you would uh, be blessed because of what we have praised you and worshiped you tonight. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Help us to be grateful for all that you do. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to be playing softly. I'm going to encourage you. Maybe you need to find a place at the altar. Maybe you just want to pray at your seat, however the Lord has dealt with you. I encourage you to do so. attitude of prayer I want to uh, lift up some petitions I would ask that you would continue to pray for brother Jackie some of you've asked brother Jackie um, had his heart surgery yesterday they put a mechanical valve in they were unable to repair the valve that he had his heart valve so they put a mechanical one in and the doctor said that this should last 50 to 60 years and uh, when Jackie heard that um, the next morning or today he heard that and he just started crying because he was so thankful that he didn't have to go through that process again. And so you pray for him. He had a very rough night last night. I was up there for uh, quite a bit of time today and just sat with him and, and uh, prayed with him. And um, uh, he needs your prayers. He's, this is a very uh, tough surgery on him. And uh, he's pushing himself. And so you just pray uh, for the family. Pray for uh, Caitlin and... Um, I was I was teasing him today because um, when the pain hits, it kind of hits like a ton of bricks. I mean, just and right away. And uh, Caitlin gave her her hand. She took her ring off and she gave her gave him his her hand uh, hand and uh, he was squeezing. I said, "Well, here's my hand. Squeeze as hard as you want." And uh, I said, "Now I'm going to send you my doctor bill because you broke my hand." Uh, but uh, you pray for Jackie and Caitlin and brother Travis and Miss Pam. This is hard on mom and dad too. And uh, so you pray for them. Uh, I know that they covet your prayers. Would ask also. I have an unspoken request for uh, the jury family. Uh, would ask that you would just pray for the jury family and uh, the situation there. And uh, then, um, of course, pray for our church this coming weekend. Is our is going to be our um, Thanksgiving um, holiday dinner. And I want to encourage everyone to stick around for that. And uh, looking forward to that. All right. Maybe someone else have a prayer request tonight? Yes. Yes, pray for Back to Bethlehem. Uh, there's no work day this Saturday. Uh, but next week we're going to be getting the finishing touches on things. I know that's Thanksgiving week. And so if you can give any time next week, 
that Saturday, the, so not this Saturday, the following Saturdays, we're going to have our final touches. Is that right? Yes, so our final touches, if you could come in. And uh, we've got most of it done. It looks great. looks wonderful back there. And so I ask that you would pray. Specifically, pray for souls. Pray that the Lord would uh, do a work in uh, the people's hearts, even through when we uh, stammer and stummer back there, we mess up on our, our lines and things like that. God can use that anyways, and because uh, we're offering it to Him as a, a form of worship. And uh, so you pray that souls will be saved and people will be encouraged to uh, know what the true reason of the season is. All right, someone else? Yes. Dave Wiggins. All right. Yes, Miss Melinda. George Froin. He has a kidney cancer, and they just found that out this week, wasn't it? Last week, I think it was. And so you pray for George. Yes, Ms. Kimberly. Please continue to pray for Kenny Johnson, my brother-in-law, still in need of salvation and his health. And I also have another request for my niece, Kayla, for her salvation and health as well. Okay. Pray for Kayla and Brock. Is that right? All right. Someone else? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, again, thank you for your love, your mercy and grace. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to uh, that we can come and to lift our petitions to you. Lord, we do ask uh, for, uh, for Kenny Johnson, Lord, his most uh, imminent need is for salvation. And Lord, we ask that you would, uh, Lord, that you would save him before it's eternally too late. Lord, we know that you're not willing that any should perish. And Lord, we ask, uh, claim that and ask that you would work on his heart. Lord, I do ask that you would be with Kayla as well and uh, her need of salvation. And Lord, I ask that you would be with, uh, uh, be with uh, uh, Miss Kimberly as she, I know she's a witness and she's uh, an encouragement. And Lord, I pray that you would just help her maybe to lead her to the Lord. And Lord, that would make all of our day. And Lord, I pray that you would just continue to work. Lord, I do thank you for... Uh, Jackie, Lord, as he's uh, recovering from his surgery, we thank you that it was it went well. Uh, but Lord, we ask that you would give him uh, what he needs to recover. Lord, pray that he would, uh, Lord, uh, you would meet their needs financially and physically and emotionally as they they go through this. Lord, I ask that you would be with Dave Wiggins as he's having he has all Alzheimer's, and Lord, and 
Uh, he's disoriented because where he's at. And Lord, I ask that you would just uh, be with him and and uh, and meet the needs there. Lord, I do ask that you would be with our back to Bethlehem as we approach this coming. And just in a couple weeks, it's going to be here. And Lord, uh, most specifically, Lord, we ask that you would uh, prepare the hearts as they come in, Lord. And for those that aren't saved, Lord, that they would hear the gospel and uh, they would be saved. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would work even now preparing those hearts. And uh, Lord, for those that are saved, that they would be encouraged once again that uh, uh, you you die, you die come into this earth uh, to uh, live uh, and die for our sins is what it's all about. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to keep that in remembrance. Lord, and for these other requests, Lord, I think of the jury family. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, meet in a, a very specific way there. And Lord, I pray that you would work. Lord, I, I do thank you again for our church. We pray that you would just uh, have your way and your will done in our services and uh, that we would grow not only in number but in spirit most importantly. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and have Brother Kirk come up here and give our mission statement, our missions uh, uh, letter for today, and then we'll um, close in a word of prayer. As a reminder, it's a missionary month here at our church, and we've already been blessed this month with uh, two visitors. And I have a letter from the Lighthouse Children's Homes. Uh, Larry and Paula Naff, founders, Terry and Sa Sally Sanders, Costa Rica, Matthew and Queenie Henry, India, Timothy and Marine Surrey's Thailand, Alex and Martha Taylor, Panama, and Jonathan and Lauren Bryan of Mexico. Just as a note to say thank you for all allowing us to be in your church recently for the opportunity to share how God has been growing in the Lighthouse ministry. Thank you for all your generosity and for your faithful support. We enjoy being with you and the church family. They are always friendly and kind. We praise the Lord for the way he is blessing your ministry in the Cloverdale and around the world through your missions program. Looking forward to your visit to Costa Rica next year. I keep praying for that. We've got that coming up. So that's something to look forward to, to continuing to be praying for that trip next year. I convey your prayers for a new little girl we have just taken into a home at Mexico. She is three years old and her name is Ruth Abigail. She goes by the name Abby. Her parents are very poor and she was only fed one meal a day. The parents placed Abby and her brother and sister in a home when they could no longer provide for them. Abby likes to play with her baby doll and read picture books. She really likes to talk and is quickly learning English words. Please pray for her. Thanks again for your friendship, concern, and willingness to help us rescue homeless and needy children. It was a joy to be in your church. Thank you very much.
And just to let you know, this coming Sunday, we have a missionary family going to be with us, uh, the Murrays, a uh, young couple out of uh, Ellettsville, uh, Lifeway Baptist Church. And uh, so looking forward to meeting them. Um, I heard from them from a, a friend of a friend, and so uh, you pray for them as they come this week. They'll present, and then in the afternoon, we'll have a short afternoon service, and they will, uh, he will give the uh, devotion, and so looking forward to that. All right, that's uh, all the announcements and things. If you ha do have an offering uh, tonight, you can just drop it in the plate. do appreciate you being here. Let's all stand. We'll close in a word of prayer, and I'm going to ask Brother Greg, sir, would you close this?